Listen, are you ready for the tax tea of this week? So on this week's tax tea, let's just kind of go through the bullet points and then we can dive in. So this ta- this week's tax tea actually has two individuals. Um, we can call them partners in the business. One of them is the CEO of the company, a pharmaceutical company, and the, um, or not pharmaceutical, I guess, I guess you can call it a pharmaceutical healthcare company. The second one is a, the, the accountant that was supporting that pharmaceutical company. So together they could get up to 20 years in prison. And just so you know what happened here, it's actually a very interesting, elaborate scam. But basically what happened here is that they were doing a, what we call a healthcare scam. So the case didn't go into specific details about how they were funneling the money or what they were doing with doing with the money. But basically what they were doing is they, the pharmaceutical company was calling people over the age of 55 and telling them that they could get them, trying to understand, get a profile on them, like what kind of drugs they used, stuff like that, medicine, got a profile on them. And then took their information without their approval, these 55 and older individuals, and basically put in fake requests for medication into the doctor, several doctor's offices, several like uh, pharmacies for on behalf of these people without their approval. And then they would turn around and file these requests with the insurance companies, right? And what the insurance companies would do then is they would say, okay, you have a fulfilled, um, you have a fulfilled prescription um, on the behalf of this, on behalf of this client or behalf of this patient. Um, and so, hey, let's say the drug was seven thousand dollars, just as an example. Um, with the insurance coverage, the drug is five five thousand dollars. The insurance pays the balance or whatever. Maybe this is not a very good example. Let me use a simpler example. So basically. If the insurance, if the drug costs, let's say $1,000, the insurance is going to pay the difference between the copay amount, which is the amount that the the patient has to pay, and the amount that the insurance covers. So like in this case, let's say the copay was $50 and the insurance company would pay $950. In that case, the insurance would pay this $950, would pay it to the pharmaceutical company. The problem with this situation was they would not have, they would basically pocket that money and keep it. And they wouldn't really, they would turn around and provide the drugs to the patient. So I'm not really sure what the, what the actual, what they're actually being charged for here, but basically that was a setup. They were filing these, they were filing these things on behalf of patients without their information. They were getting their information without their consent. They were getting their information from different databases, calling them, putting in fake prescriptions on their behalf, and then pocketing the money that the insurance company sent. So, you know, I've heard of situations like this before. And I think in the situation I've heard of it was like the, the pharmacist was, they were creating these fake prescriptions. They were filing the paperwork with the insurance company. The insurance company would pay them, and then they wouldn't. They weren't actually giving the drugs to anyone. Like there were no drugs that they were actually delivering. They just kept the money that the insurance company gave. And so when it all came to like head, and people looked at and they were investigating, what they ended up finding, in in like I said in other situations similar to this, they found is that. There were all these payments that insurance companies made 
but none of the patients were real and there was no actual medicine being given to the patient. So they were just pretty much pocketing, as you said, that difference between, you know, what insurance would pay um, and, you know, the copay, they just kept pocketing that difference. So I can definitely yeah. see that as a, I can see that as to why they ended up getting caught. And you know what's actually funny here? And I think maybe to your point, I think this is where the difference is. Because in the case, it actually said that they were giving this money. They were giving these prescriptions to the to the patients. So what I think they were doing is they were using this business to launder money. I think that's uh... I think that's what they were doing. Because for me, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like you're basically filing it on my behalf. And then the part that didn't make sense is they were also not collecting the co-pays from the patients. So they would just tell them, hey, like your insurance covered the full amount. You don't have to pay any co-pays. Just this is the drug. <laughs> they would mail them the drugs for free, but then they would keep the money. So I think what they were doing is they were then taking that clean money from the insurance and they were doing money laundering through the business. That's the only thing that oh, makes wow. sense to me here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I can now I can see the 20 years conviction. Um, I mean, yeah. it, this is a mess. It's, it's like it, it I is. mean, especially if they were taking, you know, especially if these people didn't actually, I mean, they're writing fake prescriptions, yes. I think, which is a, a problem within itself is they are prescribing drugs to people who their doctor has not actually requested. Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't think they were writing fake prescriptions. They were putting prescriptions forms in after they talked okay. to, after they talked to senior citizens to say, Hey, what are some of the medicines you take? Or what are some of the things you're experiencing? So they had people calling, like sitting, sitting customer service, calling people. I guess they got some information from a database. They bought it off of somebody. They were calling these older citizens and basically saying, Hey, where, you know, what are you dealing with? Hey, do you have pain in certain areas? Are you struggling with certain sicknesses? Hey, we can get you prescriptions for this. And then they were putting in like forms in to request that information. So, yeah. But, but I think even in that to where, like I said, you know, depending on, like I said, you, the way some prescriptions work is like, you need the doctor to write Actually, the prescription. That's a good point. <laughs> to that's where, a good point. yeah. If they did have, you know, it, it would be very strange if they had doctors on call to say, hey, I know this, you know, John, James, and Jenny are not your patients, but they need a prescription for X. Can you write yeah. it for them? If that doctor agreed to that, that doctor should go to jail too. Because yeah, I mean, it, what it sounds like is that they found out what prescriptions people were taking and pretty much they created the prescription or they wrote it or they filled this fake prescription, gave them the medicine and then pocketed the money. And like I said, I can see why they got in trouble for that. But, but I mean, I think the IRS got involved because, you know, although this is, you know, money laundering and they're getting this, you know, they're breaking the law to get this money. The mm -hmm. IRS still considers like, hey, this should show up on your tax return. Even right. The money, yeah. Even and if the, the money is illegally gained, it still right. needs to show up on your tax return. Yeah. And I think the accountant that was doing the other, the other person in the business that got charged was the accountant because he was falsifying the tax returns. Um, so maybe he was, you know, it doesn't say exactly what falsifying represented, but basically he was saying that, um, or basically the charge was falsifying tax returns. So whether it was, you know, 
not being forthcoming about the source of the income related to the business or whatever he was doing. But um, definitely a situation where we mentioned where, hey, ideally your accountant or a lot of the idea or the thought processes your accountant should be very, should be exhibiting integrity in how he managed, he or she manages or runs, helps you manage your financials. They shouldn't be joining you to do bad things like this. So um, not a good example, Absolutely. really. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I will say is it is another example of the fact that foolishness is still happening when it comes down to money, tax, sure. and business. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Till next time. Mm -hmm.